0: Welcome to the 111th episode of the Young Turps Podcast. This is your host, Mason Viner.
1: And your co-host, Jordan Viner.
0: And on today's episode of the Young Turps Podcast, we're giving you the Maryland football recruiting update as Coach Locks and the gang have landed three recruits since our last podcast. And later on on today's show, Ben Page from the Old Line Tailgating Club will join us to talk about all the great events that they have coming up. But before we get to that, this podcast is brought to you by Allied Party Rentals, your hometown Terrapin party rental resource. Allied has what you need, whether you're hosting a large wedding, putting together a small luncheon, or setting up a street festival. Allied has the tents, chairs, linens, china, and other accessories that you are looking for. Wayne from Terp Talk has known Donnie at Allied since 1995. Located right next to College Park in Beltsville, Maryland, and serving the entire DMV today, contact Allied at 301-986-0067 or visit them on the web at AlliedPartyRentals.com. Jordan, I don't know. Do we still say now for the Terrapin rundown?
1: Uh, not really. There's not much rundown left. Um, to get things started, though, we do have some light non-revenues. Maryland baseball recently had four players selected in the MLB draft. The highest selection was Pinter, with pitcher Hunter Parsons going in the 19th round to the Mets. Um, Also, women's lacrosse had seven players named to the All-American teams, and that's a lot because there's only 12 starters on the Maryland lacrosse team, and every girls lacrosse team, so that's a really impressive number.
0: Yes, it is. Moving on to some Maryland basketball news, Anthony Cowan and Jalen Smith are both named to Andy Katz positional award watch list in their respective Bob Cousy Award and Carl Malone.
1: Yeah, that's a big, that's an optimistic look for next season. Um, also, on next season's news, Maryland will host Notre Dame in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Uh, this is garbage. This is
2: some garbage. Is,
0: uh, I mean, I don't understand. Notre Dame three and fifteen in the conference. I think Maryland, what they ended up fourth in the Big Ten. I think so. Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely. Give us NC State. Give us at least someone that made the tournament. I it's mean, the, NC
1: State didn't make the tournament, but I see your point.
0: Oh, well, they were a borderline team. Maybe throw in like a Clemson. Just, I mean, this is. Really, the last team that I
1: would want to play in this. I... Let me think about that for a minute. Yeah, I don't disagree, actually. I don't think there's any team in the ACC I'd rather play at least the Notre Dame next season. I'd rather play Boston College and Notre Dame. At least we have some history with them. whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Maryland does have history with Notre Dame basketball. They used to play on... It was either December 31st or January 1st on NBC, way back in the day.
1: Uh, I'm impressed with your history knowledge on that one. The point is, though, Notre Dame was really bad last year. We were pretty good. We projected as a top team in the country. We got so screwed here.
0: Yeah. But that eventually was going to happen. Um, the Terps have added a really tough opponent to the basketball schedule. One of the toughest that I think they're going to have this year, and then, of course... Is Bryant University out of Rhode Island, who went an astounding ten and twenty last season
1: in one of the worst conferences in the country in the NEC? They were only D, only became D one nine years ago.
0: This is getting ridiculous. I know we just had Nima Omidvar on in our last podcast, who had a very rather different view than the ones of Wayne Jordan and I. But you gotta. Put someone on the schedule. I mean, we're getting down to the point at Maryland where they're playing these games at ridiculous times. They're playing opponents that no one wants to see them play. I mean, you're looking at another game that's going to have 3,000 people there, and they're going to announce a crowd of 13,000. But I guess that 13,000 people that buy season tickets to Maryland basketball is enough for them because these games are not selling tickets. Please, if you're going to play this game, at least play it on the weekend.
1: Well... Um, some other, just to give you some idea, right now our headliners for the home slate, actually never mind, not even the home slate, our headliners for next season and the non-conference are Seton Hall, Rhode Island, Notre Dame, George Mason, and whoever we play in the Avocare Invitational, which could be some okay teams. But that's it right now. That's who we're looking at. George Mason is one of their headliners for the home schedule. Yeah, I
0: was just going to point that out. Um... Yeah. I don't know what, what else there is to say. Moving on to what could be considered some more positive news, the Terps have hired former Michigan assistant DeAndre Haynes. Haynes is known as a guard development specialist and has Xavier Simpson, who of course made some amazing shots, against the Terps last year and Jordan Poole on his recent notable guys that he's hired.
1: Yeah, yeah, Well, I mean,
0: not hired, but
1: developed. trained, developed. Uh, Haynes was under John line at Michigan. Obviously, he is no longer at Michigan, as neither is line. He uh, played basketball at Kent State in college from Detroit. Really basketball around the Midwest for a while. I was at Kent State, Toledo, and Michigan before returning here. I mean, it seems like a good hire. He didn't have a lot of experience at Michigan, or maybe just a lot of time at Michigan, but I'll take it. It works for me, I guess.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that getting someone off that B-line staff, it looks good. I'm not sure so much about the recruiting aspect. Of course, this guy's replacing Kevin Broadus, who was one of the Terps' top-tier recruiters. He didn't really bring that much into Maryland, but it's still something to replace. He has thrown out some uh, offers, and you can see that, of course, if you're subscribed to Dave Monaco with Terrapin Times or any other of the Maryland insiders that... You know, he's out on the recruiting trail already for the Terps. And I think that's going to wrap it up for the basketball news for this podcast. And now we got a long list of football subjects to get to. And let's kick it off with some bad news. The Terps' long snapper for the past two seasons, Matt Oliveira, is grad transferring to the University of South Carolina. He announced that last week. This leaves sophomore James rosenberry as the only long snapper on the roster and if you didn't know who matt olivera is that was probably a good thing because well if you did that meant that he would probably be messing up a lot
1: yeah this is uh this is a major blow though to maryland special teams unit who already lost wade lees the starting punter i mean they still have joseph latrina the kicker who was 12 for 14 last season he was okay but you're losing two out of the three major pieces of your special teams unit.
0: Yeah, and for those of us that saw any of the spring game, the punting was atrocious. It was awful. Uh, the wind was really bad at Maryland Stadium on the day of the spring game. But regardless, those guys were having a rough time. Now, since then, the Turps have added a few walk-ons that are looking for the starting job. Um, I don't know their names. I'll have to check, but... Yeah, this special teams thing is not having a great offseason, and there was a time where actually a lot of people thought Petrino was out the door too, but since then, that has changed luckily enough for the Terps, because he's a pretty solid field goal kicker.
1: Yeah, the Terps really are too familiar with special teams issues recently. It's become a bit of a disaster in some recent seasons, and this isn't helping. Now, it's worth noting though that James Rosenberry was rated by a special teams specialist website as a five-star long snapper. So it might be fine, you might you might not even realize he's gone, but hopefully James Rosemary can step up, because if not, this could be even more ugly.
0: Yeah, and the punter, um, I guess, competition that we'll be looking at this offseason will be between Colton Spangler and Anthony Peccarello. And we got some pro-terp news here on the podcast, and that, of course, it can be seen as positive or negative. And it is, of course, if you haven't heard it already, Yannick Ngakwe held out of minicamp with the Jaguars for a new contract. He has had 29 and a half sacks over the last three years. He's been one of the more, if not, it's kind of between him and Stephon Diggs, between which one of them has been the most successful Pro Terp as of recent. But
1: Jordan has he got that new contract yet? No, he has not. And the Jaguars have been. Curious with their monetary choices this offseason, they've already declined to give Jalen Ramsey one of the best corners in the league, a new contract, so it it might not go well for Yannick, and it honestly could result in him being dealt to a different team. Um, That's speculation, of course, we don't know that for sure, but it's not out of their own possibility. He likes Jacksonville a lot, is what it seems like, but it could be playing up for a new team next fall.
0: Yeah, uh, I thought this was interesting, but what I thought was more interesting about this was the Jaguars' players being so outspoken that they got to pay Yannick. Saw it from Jalen Ramsey. Um, it happened earlier this week. There were a number of their players that were just really loud about them having to pay Yannick and Gokwe because, well, he's good and he means a lot to their team and he deserves it. As far as these players holding out of stuff, I really don't know what to think about it. I mean, we're seeing it around here right now, if you're a Redskins fan, with uh, Trent Williams holding out for an extension. We've seen it from the Ravens players. To me, it seems a little bit ridiculous, but to other people, it makes a lot of
1: sense. Oh, if we're going to have this discussion, let's keep it brief here, but I think it makes sense. I think it's your right to hold out if you so desire. Um... Yeah, you're not. You're supposed to play. It's their contract. But if you don't play, you don't get paid. It's a trade off for you. And it's been. It's one of the only negotiating tactics that players have. Is one of the biggest problems I see with it. Is the way the CBA is structured. You don't have any leverage as a player, really. This is your only option: is to hold out, or else you're not getting what you want.
0: Yeah, and I think we'll leave it at that. Hopefully, Yannick does get paid, or maybe dealt to a team around this area, as we know both of them. Could use him.
1: All right, so Maryland has had four commits this month, Mason. Four.
0: I said three earlier, so I guess I got that wrong. And let's start off with a local one from Springdale, Maryland, and that is Santana Saunders, a three star recruit from Charles Herbert Flowers High School out in PG County. He is rated as a three star by the 24 7 composite, and Maryland was his hometown team. And, of course, what I always like to hear, it was this kid's dream to be a Turf.
1: That is always nice to hear. Uh, Saunders is extremely versatile, is the thing that really stands out with him. He can play all three positions across the line, according to his head coach from high school. Uh, committed a couple weeks ago, Maryland was his only Power 5 offer, although 11 mid-majors offered him.
0: Yeah, among those were East Carolina, Buffalo, Kent State, so not too far down the uh, spectrum of mid-majors but definitely the Terps only the Terps were his only power five offer I like it I think adding guys in the depth to the offensive line is always important it seems definite that an offensive line coach like uh, John Reagan would really like this kind of player really see something in him to uh, pursue him and take him this early in his recruiting cycle but you always like to hear that when a guy steps onto the campus at Maryland, it's where they've always wanted to be, and that's the place that they commit as soon as they get there.
1: Yep, and to end this, as we will with all these players, with a quote here from his high school coach. So Santana actually planned to go to a bunch of camps this summer, but he he wanted his first to be at Maryland since that's where his heart was. The Terps end up offering him on the spot, and Santana said he didn't need to go to campus anymore.
0: Yeah, and that is courtesy of Terrapin Times, as all of these players and high school coaches' coaches quotes are. I like it. I really, I got to say it's positive to me. Um, I I just really like when these guys want to be at Maryland. That's the place that they um, really see themselves.
1: All right, and next on our recruiting docket would be Rashad Battle. Uh, Rashad Battle is from Fairburn, Georgia, in the Atlanta area, committed on the 4th. and he had some uh, big names knocking on the door for him.
0: Yeah, and we have, let's see, South Carolina, Ole Miss, hometown Georgia Tech, Louisville, West Virginia, and out of all places, Iowa. This one stands out the most to me. I love when you're going after a defensive player and the Iowa Hawkeyes are on the offer list. I, I mean, just the way that Iowa plays and the defensive players that they've had as of recent and really as of the last, I don't know, maybe even the history of college football, you love seeing a guy be
1: offered by Iowa. Well, uh, yeah, Iowa has, of course, a great defensive tradition, great D-backs come out of Iowa. And this kid looks good on tape. I know you really put an emphasis on him, Mason, so I'll let you do the talking here.
0: Yeah, I think what we're seeing here is what John Hoke and the Turps defense wants out of guys. I think it really fits well with what they have as of right now. You're looking at a guy that's long on the outside, can maybe flip to safety. I think he might end up playing safety just from what you can see out of his highlight tape. You're really going to get a long, aggressive defense. And when you look at what John Hoke and Mike Loxley have been preaching, and if you're a part of that lockdown thing that they did the other week on Twitter, Loxley, when asked about the defense, he said, give me one word, and he said aggressive. I think this guy fits... That style of play, very well to play on the outside.
1: I think that's probably the final word on him. Uh, next, we got another DB, Bayou Breit from Clarksville, Maryland. Committed a couple days ago. He's a safety six feet tall. And, um, look, I, another DMV get, it just works for me. That's really what it boils down to.
0: Yeah, when you look at this Maryland um, recruiting cycle, it hasn't been necessarily what I think a lot of people would have thought. You're seeing a lot of guys from down south, Georgia, uh, seeing a few guys I think that they're talking to in Tennessee, and of course Florida is just such a big football state that you would hope that if you're a major program you would be um, pulling guys from down there. Uh, Braid had offers from West Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Michigan. There was a lot of conversation on the boards on all the sites that said, is this something that uh, he just committed to Maryland for that Michigan placeholder to uh, maybe force Michigan to get a little bit more serious with them. But uh, that's kind of been put down. A lot of people said that the Michigan offer was solid. It happened in May. This was really – it was a solid commit to Maryland.
1: Well, I hope that's the case. I really like seeing local talent. His um, profile picture on 24-7 now is him at New Cole – Look, if this is who we want to get, if we want to get six foot plus DBs, so if that's who we want for our system, then this guy fits well. He's an aggressive tackler. He moves well. If this is what Hoke and Locks want, then I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, I like the, um, the aggressive pitch of this defense. I never thought that Maryland was really going to get anywhere. If you really look at any of these teams on that Maryland level, none of them are going to get anywhere. You never see them succeeding when they're sitting back and playing defense you got to get after a team you got to make them uncomfortable and I think that's their goal at least for right now maybe once they get all these guys that they want like um, Rashad Battle and the other guy that we just talked about they'll change their style but for now it's about the aggressive pitch they want to get aggressive they want to get in your face and they want to make a splash
1: and the last recruit on here, the highest rated one, by a pretty healthy margin, be Ebony Jackson from Marietta, Georgia in the Atlanta area. He is previously committed to Tennessee, decommitted, and he had some uh, eyebrow-raising offers. Yeah, and that, of course,
0: includes the University of Tennessee at Knoxville, Alabama, and Ole Miss. So the South really taking a look at Ebony Jackson. And it makes sense why. Just another one of these top-tier running backs that – wanted to be at maryland and it might seem weird we are talking about a guy from the atlanta area but in a quote from that he gave to terrapin times he said maryland is actually my hometown school it's always been kind of a dream to go there his dad is from dc if you're wondering what his tie is to the terps another guy saying that he wants to be at maryland and those are the guys that i think I'm starting to see, you're starting to see the pattern. Mike Loxley wants guys that want to be at Maryland, and this is another one
1: of them. Yeah, I think it's a fair statement that, like, Mike Loxley wants to be here. It's a well-known fact. It would make sense that he wants other guys who want to be here. And Maryland's also getting a very good reputation with running backs, if you haven't noticed. We get a lot of them, and we do well with them. Even though our offensive line might not be up to snuff in the Big Ten all the time. Our running backs do well. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think you're missing a big point here. The running
0: blocking from the offensive line has most of the time been on par with the Big Ten. The style changes, though, and the running back success, I think, where you got to look at it if you're a running back. Ty Johnson was a 1,000-yard rusher with Walt Bell and uh, DJ Durkin running the show. And then last year with Matt Canada, Anthony McFarland topped the 1,000 yards. If... You come to Maryland as a running back, you're right. There's a lot of pedigree here. Right now, you're looking at a team that has Anthony McFarland and Javon Leak and, of course, Lolo Harrison and Jake Funk. And, and they're building on having that after these guys are gone, just like they had it after Ty Johnson's now
1: going on to the next level. And remember who the running back coach is. It's Elijah Brooks. That's a pretty big name to attach a position coach at a school like Maryland. Um... Quotes from Jackson also include this one where he says that they really like my size and speed and how I can pick up yards in the open field. They think I can really fit the offense with my versatility. They've been pushing me to get up there and talk to them all the time. Again, diligence recruiting trail pays off, but versatility at running back is certainly something the Maryland seems to value.
0: Yeah, and I think it's something that they have right now, and I think it's something that they're looking to have in the future. I think as we saw last year, If you got running backs that can make plays, and linemen that can block, especially upfield and get that initial push, you can compete against anyone. You can look at the Ohio State game, for example. Everyone likes to think that game was a one-off. Ohio State didn't really show up. I think that you finally saw Maryland's scheme with what they were trying to do all of last season with these great running backs. I think it actually worked in that game. You saw them picking up blocks upfield, getting that great initial push, and actually... Really putting it together, and I think that's what Mike Locks is going to look to continue with, which is again your offensive lineman getting off the line, getting downfield, and making those plays and getting those running backs to the outside where they can make plays. I think Ebony Jackson fits right in with what the Maryland running backs are trying to do right now.
1: Oh, that I think is the final word. That's a shining praise on Ebony Jackson for Mason.
0: Well, there's there's another thing that you got to say on football recruiting. They didn't get the number one guy they wanted at running back, which is Marshawn Lloyd. He's the current DeMatha running back. He's committed to South Carolina. A lot of times in the past where we've seen Maryland not get the number one guy that they wanted, they've really missed on the number two guy. This is your example of what this recruiting does. They might have not gotten the best one, but they went out and they got the number two guy on their list. I think that is really the main takeaway
1: from landing Ebony Jackson. And that is recruiting for football right now. And coming up next, we have Ben Page coming in. Yep, but before we get to
0: that, this podcast is also brought to you by Watercrafters. Watercrafters in Gaithersburg, Maryland, has been providing swimming pool services and supplies to the Montgomery County area for the past 35 years. Watercrafters, highly skilled service staff, can open and close your pool, as well as provide new equipment installations, repairs, and weekly service. The Gaithersburg Retail Showroom has everything for your swimming pool, including chemicals, parts, and fun accessories, visit the Watercrafters Retail Showroom in Gaithers, in the Gaithersburg Airpark or online at www.watercrafters.com. And now we welcome in Ben Page to the show tonight. First off, happy Father's Day to you, Ben.
2: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. When you fellas get to that point, uh, this day's a tiring day.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully it's a ways off for us.
0: <laughs> ben, there's been a lot of... Um, pick up around this Maryland football program right now. Are you starting to really feel the Laxley inspiration?
2: Well, I I mean, I felt it when he came in and was able to turn around a class in 2018, um, you know, to to finish out strong in in the 2019 class. So, you know, he comes in. We didn't really recruit very well because of the uncertainty of what was going on with the coaching staff. He comes in, pulls guys out of the hat, um, adds to the class, you know, I think a lot of us that have followed this program for a long time have always believed in Mike Loxley. The recruiting was never going to. Excited about that, but what we're seeing right now is a product of his reach that he's been working on for 20 years on his career. So um, I'm not surprised. No, not at all.
1: So Ben, what I think one of the big appeals for Mike Oxley to a lot of Maryland fans is that he wants to be a turp. He wants to be here. This is his dream job, in his own words. Do you think that's a big part of his sell to the Maryland fans?
2: I wish the Maryland fans were listening. So that's my issue. Uh, yes, I believe the man when he says that this is his dream job. I believe that what he's selling to, this, to these kids is his version of a football family. Uh, I believe the message is resonating amongst the community. Now it's time for the alumni. Now it's time for the fans. It's time to come back and to help fill the stadium. We all have a part in this the administration has to hire the right people they have to give us the right resources the coaching staff has to recruit the right players they have to make the right calls the fans have a very simple job here and that's to fill the stadium unfortunately uh, we have not been um, as diligent as what we can be in the past and you know, here's our opportunity to, to come back and to, to be part of the solution
0: yeah, I definitely agree with that. And that really is where the old line tailgating club comes into all this. And now, we did it last year at Maryland Stadium, and now you want to take it on the road. Tell us a little bit about the Temple bus trip that you're planning.
2: So we're going to plan three buses. Uh, there are 55 people buses that are going to come from the Maryland area. We're working on three locations. Hopefully Frederick, College Park, Glen Burnie area. We're going to have those buses come up to Lincoln Stadium about 9 a.m. At 9 a.m. I'll have already had the tailgate set up. We'll be having a cook there that'll be making made-to-order food. We'll have plenty of food. I'm actually working with the Philadelphia Terrapin Alumni Association to try to get them together so that we can merge together and have a real big Terp tailgate. It's always good when a bunch of Terps get together Um, We all have the kind of the same mindset. So it's always nice when we all get together and can kind of, um, you know, bond together and talk about what's going on and and complain, bitch, whatever you, whatever we like to do. Yeah. So so the plan is, is to do that, to leave at about 630 in the morning from the Maryland area, get up there. uh, We'll have food. You know, we have the option to to tailgate with us. We're also going to try to do group tickets. In the club level, if anybody went to the FedEx game last year against Texas, you don't want to get caught in the sun and you don't want to get caught in the rain on a hot day. Um, so we're looking at club level tickets for that.
0: And Jordan Jordan has a prime example of that because for that Texas game, he was lucky enough in the club, so he did get to, I guess, um, hang out, sit there and wait. <laughs> but it was worth the wait, wasn't it?
2: It was worth the wait. Absolutely, absolutely. Worth the wait. In fact, I mean, it's for Texas. I mean, they'll never schedule us again.
1: No, I don't think they will. So, um, much more in the now, though. Ben, you got the Maryland golf tournament coming up next week. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: So, our, our club is trying to get 5,000, well, not trying, are going to send 5,000 kids and families to the Howard game. One, to show our coaches and our players, hey, we do have the the community support. Two, to show that the alumni can band together and do something positive to also show support for the team. So we actually have those 5,000 kids and families in place. The golf tournament was created so that we could help finance some of that. Uh, We have 100 golfers that are going to be golfing at the University of Maryland golf course on the 28th. Uh, We have... Maryland celebrities Chris Naki, Chick Hernandez, and Don Marcus uh, from the Baltimore Sun will be playing with us. Also, athletic director Damon Evans is going to be playing with us, um, and Terrapin Club uh, member or uh, employee Matt Monroe also going to be playing with us. That
0: sounds great. You also have an auction going along with that with some awesome items. Ben, can you tell us about some of those?
2: So uh, I actually uh, have a signed jersey from Steve Francis, Joe Smith, uh, Boomer Esiason. Um Also have a ball that's going to be signed by some Terps from uh, the Carolina Panthers as uh, we have a fellow Terrapin, Joe Labou, who works uh, for the Carolina Panthers, a uh, good friend of mine, and he's going to get us a ball. Terrapin Club is also authorized for tickets to homecoming versus Michigan as one of our uh, auction items, and also a customized jacket from Evolu- uh, Evolution of Style, which is run by John Mustage also uh, a Terrapin graduate, uh, graduate.
0: And Ben, if we s- want to get to the club, I don't. You don't have any golf spots left, but you can still get in for the lunch, and of course, all those great auction items. Tell all the Young Turps fans how they can still get in to the golf
2: tournament. So, again, we are offering $50 uh, where you can come in and eat and hang out afterwards. We're also going to be touring New Coal after the golf tournament is over. So, uh, $50 will get us get you in to have some drinks and lunch and then also to be included in the auction also mm-hmm. with uh, going over to New Coal. So, if you're interested in that, oldlineclub.com is where you can sign up for that. Also, that's where you can sign up to become a member of the Old Line Tailgating Club which includes the trip to Temple, which includes all your home tailgates and Away way tailgated Temple. Um, so, you know, the more members we have, the more tickets we're able to buy. Obviously, once we get kind of things locked in for power, our Away Trip for Temple, we're going to
0: start trying to maybe build a award fest to send some kids to the Syracuse game. And that's awesome. I've been to a lot of the old line tailgates this past season. They're great, great Terp fans to hang around and just... One of the um, few larger tailgates that have been left in the Maryland Stadium parking lots, but definitely a great one. So
1: We're,
2: we're, the com- we're a bunch of common, regular guys. If you like to have a couple of drinks, if you just want to eat, if you just want to talk Terps, that's all that we do there, and then we go to the game. So, nothing special. We're just a, regu- a bunch of regular Terp fans looking for other Terp fans to, uh, to talk shop with.
1: So Ben this is a really cool idea to bring kids to the game how do you come up with it
2: well uh, the, the original the original thought of this club is is that we would gain enough money together to donate to the administration to help exact change when Jordan McNair passed away um, you know obviously not only the football team the community um, you know it kind of kind of was we we needed to reevaluate what our goals were and I think our goals need to be supporting the student athletes on the field and so one of the ways that we could do that was to send kids to games so that when they're playing there that the stadium is filled one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever heard is when they interviewed these kids and they said tell us a negative thing about playing at Maryland and they all said that they're embarrassed to bring their fans and their friends to the stadium because it's not filled. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. And so, if the Old Line Tailgate Club can help facilitate some of that change, we want to be part of it.
0: Uh, that's You couldn't have said it better. couldn't have said it better. What? just a great thing to do because, you know, I've been going to Maryland games since, well, I can remember. And the one thing that I don't think I've ever seen and I'm now coming up on 18 years old, and I think I've been going to every game since I was five or six, I don't really think I can honestly remember, and I don't remember some of the earlier ones, a game where that stadium was truly and honestly filled. And that's one of the one things when I go away from this area that I think that I'll regret is never being able to see a prime age of Maryland football.
2: Well, and so, you know, what I'll say to the alumni... Or to the fans that say hey I can't make it I got my kids games I can't make it down because I've moved away um, you know I, I have X, Y, and Z that's holding me back donate $10 to the old line tailgating club we will put a kid in your stead in a seat so when you turn on that TV to see your stadium to see your team it's going to be filled and you ha- and you feel that sense of pride that you're part of that solution $10 allows me to send a kid to a game.
0: So, Ben, I'll see you out there at the golf tournament, at the University of Maryland golf course on June 28th. And as always, thanks for joining us, and happy Father's Day to you. And also, thanks for coming on Terp Talk the other night with Bruce and Wayne. Hey, no problem, fellas. And, uh, you know, enjoy your Sunday.
2: And uh, go Terps. Uh, Coach Locksley just p- posted the uh, wall GIF on uh on Twitter, so uh, sounds like we'll probably have some good news on Monday. Yeah,
0: I'm hearing Monday at 1 o'clock we'll have that good news. Ben, thanks again.
2: All right, take it easy.
0: And that was Ben Page from the Old Line Tailgating Club. As Ben told you, oldlineclub.com. That's where you can sign up for all of the great Old Line Tailgating Club events. And if you're looking for some guys to tailgate, it is a great time on Saturdays and one Friday this year at Maryland Stadium, get out there, support your Terps, and if not, put a kid in a seat to fill up Maryland Stadium.
1: And that, of course, Old Line Tailgating Club, after hearing Ben Page describe it to me, of course I've heard it before, but hearing him and his passionate plea for it, I'd vote for that guy for president.
0: Yeah, so would I, and that's... The Old Line Tailgating Club was founded with the belief that this is what we need to do to build Maryland's fan base back up and fill Maryland stadiums on Saturday and give some kids some great opportunities to get out to a college campus and see a game that they otherwise might not have the means to.
1: Yes, and for $10, I mean, I of course, when you look at like, comment sections, peruse the boards around the Maryland universe, you see so many people who say, you know, I-, I can't make it out. My kid plays on Saturday, or I live in L.A. now, you know, I can't make it out for games except for a couple times a year.
2: Or, you
0: know, I went to school in Fargo, North Dakota, and I can't go to the games anymore. Well,
1: seriously, I'm considering it. Like, that's a great way to fill your proverbial seat, is send them $10. Give a kid a chance to go expand the Maryland fan base in a different way. It's a great initiative, and um, I might be sold now.
0: And as you are doing great things, 5,000 tickets for the Howard game, 5,000 kids coming to Maryland Stadium, and we all know, what are you going to see at that game? Twenty-eight thousand, maybe because they have a new coach. Thirty thousand. Well, now there's thirty-five thousand. Now there's there's great things happening with the Old Line Tailgating Club, and of course, after Howard and the Temple game event, they're on to putting kids in the seats for some of those Big Ten games, and of course, the Syracuse game.
1: Yep. So definitely go check out oldlineclub.com. Thanks to Ben Page, and as he said, we did get a new Maryland recruit during their podcast recording. So not going to get to that today, but. High hopes. Cross your fingers, folks.
0: Yeah, I'm hearing that it might be a four-star. You know, there were some guys on campus this weekend. That's going to do it for this episode of The Young Terps Podcast. As always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Viner 4Gates in Rockville for all of your business IT needs. Viner 4Gates is the place to go. Local, fast, affordable. Those are the things that Viner 4Gates brings to your business when you choose them for your business IT needs. You can reach them at 301 251 2900 or on the web at the number one viner.com allied party rentals for all of your party rental needs big or small allied is the place to go you can reach them on the web at alliedpartyrentals.com and watercrafters serving the montgomery county area for the past 35 years for all of your swimming pool needs watercrafters is the place to go you can visit them at www.watercrafters.com We'll be back on the podcast next week talking hopefully more good Maryland football recruiting news. We already are hearing of one more commit and some more to come. That's going to do it for this episode of the Young Turtles Podcast. And as always, thanks for listening.